what does it look like to let go of expectations? All those ideas about how life is supposed to go, about how your life is supposed to go. What does it look like when everything you have planned just falls apart? We all know about this intimately. We've lived through (coughs) a global pandemic that just doesn't seem to go away. And there's been extraordinary change, upheaval, all around us for the last decade and more. So many things seem to be seem to be changing at such a rapid pace that it's it's easy to numb out from it all to just to just kind of put your head (coughs) under a table and just want to escape or to try and control every little detail. It's hard to know what we can depend on. (coughs) Well, it's hard for me to know. Or maybe it's not. Maybe that's an old story. And maybe that's just part of the story. Maybe the story is still unfolding. And really, this is just a lot of little fragments of my story. (coughs) A moment or two. A bunch of moments in a moment of time in my life where I had a lot of ideas about how things were going to go, and they didn't go that way. And I was gifted with the privilege of watching myself through the experience because of the way that I had chosen to engage with everything that was going on. So just a little bit of background. I um, I've spent the last six months um, (coughs) doing a master coach training, and part of that has entailed a project. And our projects are things that we get to choose for ourselves. um, And... I knew that I wanted my project to be a daily practice. Daily practice is something that I'm really committed to. It's something that I work with people on. and um, It's taught me a lot in general. Um, I think that there's a lot of magic in daily practice, but there were specific things that I wanted to implement 
<laughs> and I was really looking forward to um, exploring what it would be like to bring the intensity and rigor of kind of competition or really playing for for a result <coughs> with the um, the equanimity, the measured patience, the persistence and the of rigorous, regular inquiry of daily practice. And <coughs> as I'll talk about, you know, a big part of my, my interest, um, my passion is exploring paradoxes, tension, um, and opposition, really seeing how Apparent opposites are always in conversation. And so um, a tension that I'm acutely aware of, I always have been, is, is this idea of, you know, moment-to-moment -moment awareness, micro-habits, if you will, and focus on outcomes, goal orientation, and because I've spent a lot of time practicing and studying within Eastern contemplative traditions <coughs> where there's a lot of emphasis on <coughs> the power of non-striving, non-attachment to outcomes. Um, and I live in a Western culture that is incredibly outcome-focused. I've been really curious about, you know, I've always watched my own process and noticed that it's very challenging for me to bring the quality of committed intensity and kind of unwavering rigor to things where at least in my mind, I have infinite amounts of time or where I'm not really attached to an outcome. However, in those cases, I tend to be <coughs> far more relaxed. Um, and at the same time, what happens for me often when I am deeply attached to an outcome, I can really get in my own way. I can really... Um, 
can really <coughs> get caught up in my own expectations about how things are supposed to go, how I'm supposed to be, what everything is supposed to look like, and um, and the gap between reality and my expectations can ultimately be something that I allow to um, knock me down, allow me to really internalize this evidence that, <coughs> you know, I can't succeed. And so that was a problem. It wasn't a problem, but it was something that I really wanted to investigate and gain more mastery over. I'm really, really interested in living in a way where I am where those two seeming those two seemingly opposite ideas of you know routine, con you know daily. The mundane, I guess we can call it. <coughs> the ordinary, everyday, moment-to-moment uh, -moment way of showing up. And then the, the kind of extraordinary. Um, but those things are, are closer, much closer together, maybe in indistinguishable. Um, and really living in ways where the goal and the path are basically synonymous. And, you know, I think intellectually it seems easy enough, maybe, like, have good habits, manage your mind. But for me, <coughs> it's anything but easy. I often found that <laughs> what I would do when I had know, a goal or something that was really important to me, I would let go of the habits that supported that goal. I would let go of the kind of essentials of my routine, and I would kind of get swept up in the intensity. I would act like a sprinter trying to run a marathon, and it just wasn't sustainable. And you know, I'm, I'm ADHD, I'm neurodiverse, and, and I believe that, you know, the ADHD brain is an awesome gift, and I think it's the brain that we all, you know, that more people will need to <coughs> understand, and that has a lot of skills and um, perspectives that are essential as we move into the next phase of you know, human moral and cognitive evolution. I think that you know there's there's really powerful um, sensitivities and capacities to you 
think laterally, to connect the dots, um, to be comfortable with multiplicity, that you know, things that are, <coughs> that are just kind of the default for many neurodiverse people, um, that you know, I'm, I'm so grateful are part of my, um, part of my, my wiring, but at the same time, <coughs> I am, <coughs> there are, there are tendencies that I have that are not as helpful in terms of more traditional linear approaches to time management, setting goals, follow through, breaking down a big um, idea into smaller parts. Those things are things that I really struggle with. So it's going to be part of what I talk about is just what that's looked like for me um, to wrestle with and <coughs> And then 